We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my beautiful listeners. So happy that you're spending some time with us here today on Journey to Center. It really is an honor to be hanging out with you. So do you have a desire for a great relationship, a dream for your life, or maybe an ideal job, career, or business? Have you allowed yourself to really think about these things, envision them, and claim them? Years ago, I would have had to say no to these questions. I was afraid to consider what it would take to make me happy because it hurt too much to allow myself to want something I didn't think I could have. However, once I opened my mind to really thinking about what I wanted and then energetically claimed them, I found out I had much more power than I had previously thought. I love this quote from Helen Keller. The only thing worse than being blind is having sight, but no vision. Here is another one from Proverbs. Without vision, the people will perish. Yes, it was painful to not know what I wanted or to have the courage to claim it. And during those dark times, I was incredibly depressed and did indeed feel I was perishing. When I hit my rock bottom, I realized I had nothing left to lose. And I allowed myself to contemplate and envision what would bring me back to life and what would bring me happiness. It took some time, courage, and commitment, but I'm now living a life beyond my wildest imagination. I get feedback from readers about my book and how it's guided them through pain, inspired them, and changed their lives. I witness my clients transform and become joyful, productive, and fulfilled. I get paid to create artwork, which I also call my heartwork, and I have the incredible opportunity to hang out with you, my amazing listeners. I also get to experience thought-provoking conversations with brilliant, beautiful, conscious, and successful people who teach me so much about how to make my life and your life more prosperous, more empowered, and a lot more fun. Here's another great quote from Ralph Lauren. A leader has the vision and conviction that a dream can be achieved. He inspires the power and energy to get it done. Well, today we have the honor and privilege to be spending time with a very successful businessman, a true leader, and an inspirational visionary. Gordon D'Angelo is the co-founder and chairman of Next Financial Group Incorporated, which handles over $16 billion in assets. Gordon was an original founder and director of Jackson Hewitt Tax Service, the nation's second largest tax service. He was significant in the company's growth from six offices to 6,000 offices. He has started numerous $100 million companies and has consulted for two of the top 15 franchises in the world. Gordon has spoken to and advised many financial, private, and charitable organizations and has been a featured expert on every major network affiliate, including ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC. Gordon has recently completed his book, Vision, Your Pathway to Victory, Sharing a Direction to a Better Future, where he generously shares the philosophies and teachings that he has used to help him become the immensely successful businessman he is today and how you can do it too. So Gordon, I'm so excited to be having this conversation with you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us. 
This is a joy. I'm so excited about today's show. I just can't wait to share information with your amazing audience. Yeah, they're they're pretty amazing for sure. We have the best listeners in the whole world. And I just have I have a confession to make, Gordon. When I first read your bio and got some information about you, I really didn't think you would be a fit for me. <laughs> you you are an incredibly successful businessman and I find it very rare that somebody is is able to create that kind of success in their lives and still be able to focus on consciousness. And I found by virtue of just reading your book and having conversation with you that you really are a rare breed in that regard. Yeah, it you know, I don't know if we're rare, but I think there comes a point in people's life that you realize, you know, what's the most gratifying aspect? Is it, you know, wealth, material, items, um, recognition? Or, and like in my case, and I think this is true in your case, Dr. Tammy, that helping others, doing something to spark and ignite that, and feeling that in some way we were a little part of getting others motivated to accomplish much more amazing things than either one of us have accomplished and maybe millions of others have accomplished. And I think, you know, I'm sure that your listeners are capable of doing their most amazing things they've ever done yet to be done in the future. I, th- I, th- I think that that's absolutely true. Again, we have so much more power than we think. And it's really painful to not know that and believe that. And if, if there are somebody listening that, that doesn't, just hang out with us by the end of the show. I know you're going to believe in yourself and your abilities to create a really um, empowered, fulfilling life. Because I think we all can, don't you, Gordon? I do. And you know, I've asked this question a lot. Is that, you know, do most people contain the ability to have do some significant game-changing things in her life? The answer is I absolutely 100% agree with that. Almost everybody, if not everybody, has this innate ability to do something far above whatever they've ever done. And what I'm even more sure of than that is the resources or the provision that supports that, the energy and the underlying uh, nutrients to help their vision grow is there uh, beyond their imagination. So it just takes them to get ignited. That's as simple as that. What the book tries to do is simplify the process. Well, how do I get started? Do I need to be, you know, go to school for 10 years? Do I need to have a ton of money? The answer is no. You can accomplish things financially, uh, materially, uh, relationship-wise, mentally, uh, family-wise, uh, any area you can think of, you can improve it literally in a very short period of time. And if you want to, it'll grow beyond your imagination if you're willing to stick with it. Mm, I, I can totally relate to that. That's been true for me. And I do. I think it boils down to somebody just willing to say yes and take responsibility for what whatever's in their heart. So I would agree with you 100% of people could do this if they wanted to. We were, it's like you said to me yesterday, we're all made out of star stuff. It's not like God's in some of us and not in others. God's in all of us. So we just have to say yes and, and be willing to, to take the action steps. And I like how your book lines those action steps out so clearly, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But Gordon, first of all, is there a difference between having a goal and having a vision? 
You know, I think there is because we tend to think of goals, you know, as more short term and we tend to think of goals that are really personal. What happens with the difference between that and vision is vision is something that's going to last for a long time and it has um, other characteristics that eventually attach to it. It has footprints. The two footprints I always say that vision has our acceleration and expansion. It might have started off as a goal, but once it starts to become visionary, later on it will accelerate into perhaps ancillary categories, and it could expand into different areas of, of focus as well. And it also has a longer life to it, and it takes this life of its own on. And unlike a goal, which may be all about you, vision, when you get toward the end of it, it you start to realize the whole intent was to help others. And as the Proverbs verse says, you know, without vision, the people shall perish. If you don't have the vision, other people could perish. If they didn't, if they didn't have the vision, you know, to create an ambulance or to create heart stents or medical supplies or helicopters, etc., you know, we would have a lot of people perishing. But the people that had that vision uh, to create those have saved others from perishing. And the same is true um, having a vision about business or a life because you keep people on a track that keeps them, you know, let's say on a better pathway, a better destination, a better future than had they not had that pathway, they may have chosen or been swept away into a pathway uh, of destruction. Mm. That's so true. You bring up some really, really excellent points here. You know, when I was living a life that was really decadent and, and it was all about accumulation, a lot of people think, well, if I had that, I would be happy. And it felt so empty. And it wasn't until I was, um, until I got involved with hospice, I started doing some volunteer work and I kind of got out of my own head and out of my own way and stopped making it about my goals and my happiness that, that things really started to turn around for me. So I like what you're saying in regards to, you know, um, vision and, and helping the world become a better place. So, Gordon, what do you feel the most activating force of visioning is? Well, the way that people should get started or is probably, you know, the problem that most people is they have these great ideas in their head. But the average person has over 10,000 thoughts, questions going through their head every day. And if you have everything going, it's like taking all your clothes and putting them you know, on your bed, on your couch, on your chair, and, and, and when you walk out, everything it looks like that. That's how our thoughts look much more cluttered than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so you have a vision of what you might want to wear, but you're seeing all these other things. And those other things may screw up what you're going to wear the next day. So vision needs to be separated from these other thoughts, which tend to be distractions or rabbit trails or stealing the, the genuineness of what you're really trying to accomplish. And the easiest way to do that, is simply write it down and look at it and say, that is what I want or that isn't what I want. And vision has to be really specific, but you have to separate it from the thought or the miscellaneous drainage that's going through our mind and the temptations and the communications of the emails and the text that are going through our head every second. You've got to separate it from that, and then all of a sudden it will take on a life of its own and defeat the temptations and the distractions. That's so true. Of course, Miracles has a, a saying that I like. You accomplish so little because your mind is so undisciplined. 
It's like, it's just, you know, kind of running around. What do they call it? The monkey mind, <laughs> just chattering and running around like this wild monkey. So I, I agree with what you're saying. It's about becoming conscious and becoming conscious and really organizing our thoughts, being aware of our thoughts, you know? And when I was struggling with my depression, when I started paying attention to my thoughts, I couldn't believe how mean I was to myself. So I, I set that strong intention to start paying more attention to my thoughts and start organizing them and being more um, positive with them. And that made such a big difference. It really kind of turned me in the right direction, I think. And I, and I think that, you know, we have to realize that inside of us is the power uh, to create through us this anything that you possibly could want. I like quoting that, you know, verse in Ephesians, which says, you know, now unto him who is able to do exceeding and abundantly more than anything we could ask or wish. Um, but here's the cool part, because I know God's power, but it says through his power that works through us. So we're a conduit of that power. And if we don't use that, if we don't um, plant our seeds, our strength, and see what it becomes, we are basically saying, look, you gave us power, but we decided not to do anything with it. You know, and in the Bible, there's a hundreds of cases where you know Jesus was unhappy with the fig tree that didn't yield a fig, or he, they tell the parable of the story of somebody who buried their talents and didn't do anything, um, you know, to reinvest with the, the the resources that they had, and and that's what life is like. We have this in us, and and I love to tell a great baseball story if you let me. Oh please! <laughs> it's just happening, and it's a true story, and it happened on days. You know, less than two months ago, and Josh Hamilton, who's really changed his life around, was having a horrible year last year in baseball. He hits four home runs in a game, Tammy, and a double. And, he, and by the way, it's so hard to hit four home runs in a game for your baseball fans. Only 14 people have ever done it, uh, while pitchers have pitched 23 perfect games. There's a lot more hits than pitchers, so you can see how hard it is. So anyway, they run into the dugout with him. And the lady's got the microphone in her hand, and she's going to ask him a question. And I run to get my pad and pencil to write down what he says, because I said he's going to say something incredibly spiritual. He does, but his answer is about baseball. And here's what his answer was. How'd you do so? What'd you turn things around with, Josh? How'd you do it? He said this. He goes, I stop worrying about the power. He goes, I'm just concentrating on making contact. And, oh, my God, is that the story of our lives? Don't worry about the power. The power is there. Just make some contact. And you'll, see, you'll, you'll, you'll make a lot more connection making contact than you will worrying about where the power is coming from. Yeah, it's that I got chills. You gave me the truth bumps. <laughs> it is. I feel like, you know, you go for God and all things can be added unto thee. And, and so many people are running around trying to make things happen and they're working hard, but they're not making contact. And so I think that's the gift of pain. You know, when we fall to our knees, that's when we make contact. I mean, that was true for me, for sure. And that was when things started to improve because on my own, I mean, I was a mess. You know, maybe some people were able to be effective, but... I, I couldn't. I couldn't do it alone. And we, ha and that's a good point. I think a lot of people, you know, feel that in different degrees, and it's it's the same thing as we say. Oh, what can we make out of our life at this point? But the easiest way I can explain it, you know, from a, a and I. And by the way, all the things that I talk about in the book, 
and all the things that I'm trying to say here, you see tangible results. This is not like some waiting game that happens 30 years later. Literally within 30 days or quicker, you start to see tangible results, things you can touch and measure and see. Beautiful stuff. But I equate it to this, Tammy, that if we were all had, you know, seeds in our pocket, you know, watermelon seeds, pepper seeds, tomato seeds, cucumber, sweet potatoes, whatever, what good are those seeds if we don't plant them? What good is it if we're sitting on our, on, on our knees saying, Lord, please give me food. Please provide my needs. Please feed my family. And the Lord's saying, the seeds are in your pocket. Go make contact. I'll provide the nutrients. I'll provide I'll provide the water. You've got to go make contact with the seed. And that's, and that's how it is with vision. The vision is in our mind. We have to make contact with it. And like a seed, the resources are all around that will start to uh, direct its attention and power to your vision and start to make it grow. Mm. You bring up this great question. We talked about this yesterday, and this is when I get really excited. What do you think the most powerful force in the universe is? The most powerful force in the universe is, in, in my, is, is light. And, you know, and I believe it's energy, and all that energy and light comes from God. But the great thing is that we have access to it. It's mm-hmm. completely at our disposal. And the, the, the ability to create anything is at our fingertips. And this is something that's just that people just have to understand that regardless if you're rich or poor or tall or short, it doesn't matter. It, doesn't, it has no bearing at all. You can do some phenomenal things. Here's the interesting part is that a lot of people think because this idea that their vision is too hard and too big and too long that all the burden is on them. See, once you feel that the burden is on you, I need money, I need friends, I need to, guess what? You're, you're, you're no longer a good seed because you're worrying about the power. The burden of the seed isn't on the seed. The burden of the seed is to make contact. How do we become a good seed, Gordon? <laughs> and so, you know, burden is, and people who put the burden on themselves, they either get to a point where they've hit a limit, they peek out, they get frustrated or, or exhausted, or they simply fail, or they don't you know they quit because it's it is too exhausting. The burden, you know, look at all the great companies, all the great successes of you know corporations and, and uh, extensions of well done um, items like hospitals, and it, it is a person ever. You know, Jesus didn't walk in and say, "Look, don't worry about it. I'll knock on every door." He says, you go out there two by two. He, he didn't do everything. So he was trying to tell us we have to be part of the inspiration. And once you start that contact, you will start to see the manifestation of real things, real results, regardless of who you are and what level of you're in. You, it's because it isn't about us. And it's way the power that's supplied is beyond what we can think of. It really, it really is. It, it's, it's beyond comprehension. And I think our pain comes from not realizing that we're part of this. We're part of this bigger picture. We're not on the outside of the fishbowl looking in, going, gosh, I wish I, I had the power. I wish I had the prosperity. I wish I had what other people have. It's in us, too. And when we realize that, I think then we get in the fishbowl and we're able to play and create and, and co-create, which I think is even more fun, co-create 
and we were talk- have that energy work through us in the world. And we were talking about love, and I'd like to give you a story of love, because love, in my opinion, you know, and as you know, most of the audience does, my, one of my passions, sidetrack, is astrophysics. And I believe that everything in astrophysics supports the existence and power of God, but I believe love is the highest form of energy, and I'm going to tell you a story. Is that when, when children want a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, what do they do? They walk up to their parent and say, this is what I want for my birthday. So it's incredible visionary. They tell them what they want. Sometimes they'll show them a picture, and, you know, and they'll tell them when, my birthday. Now, they come to the parent and say, oh, um, how's your taxable income this year? How's sales going? How's your you know, cash? They, they never say that. They don't think about that. They only think about the vision, and that's the way we were born. And here's the nice part. Why do they go to their parents? They go to their parents because they know the parents love them. And there's this little parable of love I tell is that, and I found it to be true certainly with my, me and my parents. Every day that I, when I grew up, I loved my parents more. Every day. But I never caught up to how much they loved me. Still haven't caught up. And guess what? That's just the way it is. Parents love their children more. And I say this. Guess what? God loves you more than you love him. And you can't imagine what he could provide when you start using his contacts. <laughs> and that's the biggest thing I can tell people. Just, just make the contact. Don't worry about the power. And you'll start to see the highest form of energy with his love come into play. That's beautiful. So, Gordon, how, how can we effectively make that contact? Do you have any suggestions well, for that? Of course. Yeah, I think and here's the nice part. Like a seed, and I'm, I'm a clumsy, you know, planter, farmer, whatever you want to call it. But I have planted, you know, and when a leaf comes up, I'm literally like, I'm kicking my heels together. You know, because I knew that I planted that seed and it's there and I could see it. Well, the same is true with vision. When you start to do this, the measure of vision, you start to see the result. You, it's not like I, I, like I said earlier, where you're, you know, you feel better only, or you're, you're in a hope mode. No, you see the results. First thing we have to do is write your vision down, and be specific, and make sure you have a deadline in mind. Now, all, the deadlines don't always work. I'm blind to tell you they do, but like I want to, you know, do X. By December 31st, 2012, or Y and X by December 31st, you know, 2012. It's very clear and specific of what you want. And that's it. Not the activity, the end result. You start from the end first. Yeah, well, and that's different. Done, that's, that's different than what some people would suggest. I like that a lot. That's so clear. You know, just imagine that a child is walking up to people, his relatives, and he hands them a piece of paper. This is what I want for my birthday. Here's a picture of it. And he hands it to them. And I say, this kid's got nerve. He's got this or she's got that. But after about 10 minutes, the adults will be congregating to see who's shipping in to get it. <laughs> because that's just how it is. You would be shocked. And when I tell some true stories in there, but vision has to be written, number one, and it has to be shared. But here's the reason you write it. You write it because we're told, instructed to write it. But it also means you are now saying, look, I've got 10,000 thoughts a day. This week I'm going to have 70,000 thoughts or more. 
here's the five things I want to accomplish by the end of the year. So 69,995 of those thoughts are not my key ones. These five are. And they're always going to be my five. And it keeps you on that straight line of a destination. And I, you know, and so it's so important to write it down and be specific. That's so true. You know, I, I read somewhere success is predicted primarily by um, actually writing things down. And when I started experimenting with that, I was astonished by how well it work and works. And it's something I write about. It's something I talk about. Get really clear. Write it down. You know, I call it an ideal scene. What's your ideal scene? And then at the bottom of the ideal scene, right, this or something better for the highest good of all concerns. So you're not attached to exactly how things have to work out or the, how they have to look. You're, you're claiming it, but then surrendering it. And often when I go back and review my ideal scenes after I've manifested what I thought I wanted, it's astonishing how it's, it's often – 100% of what I've written down. So I, I think that that is so important and, and, and it's a really good piece of information. If people just start doing that, I think their lives will start uh, moving in a more positive and powerful direction, effective immediately. I, I agree. And, and again, they have to be very specific and it's just to start. Writing it down is kind of like saying, this is the seed that I'm picking. This is the seed I want to grow. That's what writing it down equates to. And after you've written it down, then we come down to, you know, we've got to, we've got to share it. And there's, there's hundreds of ways of sharing it. But, you know, by you just writing it down or keeping it in your pocket is not the, o- is not the only way. There are a hundred ways. And the more ways that you do that, the more likely and sooner you'll start to see the leaves of that vision start to grow. You know, it's Ooh, a biblical we love verse. those leaves. And, 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 you know, it does because it, it, it's confirmation that, you know, your dreams are starting to come true. And, again, this is, applies to everyone. You know, there's a seed at, when you put the seed, that the seed come back and say, whose fingers put me in here? Who is that person that put me in here? Or does the seed just grow? The seed just grows. And the seed same just is grows. Vision. It, it's not prejudiced to what, whether the person put in there was rich or poor or whatever. That's, it doesn't matter. That's so true. So, Gordon, we're going to go to break. When we get back, I, I want my listeners, I want you to grab a pencil and paper because we've started to address this, but we're going to go through, Gordon's going to share with us four actual action steps we need to take to bring something from our inner imagination into physical world creation. So this is really exciting. It's really good stuff. You're not going to want to miss it. We'll be right back with Gordon D'Angelo. Hi, I'm Rebecca Romaine. As a former model, I used to walk runways all over the world. Paris, Milan, New York. This is Salif Diara. As a local health worker, he walks the pathways of his village in Mali, West Africa, every day to help treat severely ill children. Like many children in the developing world, those in Salif's village are threatened by common illnesses that kill millions worldwide. But unlike villages without a local health worker, the children in Salif's village get the care they need to survive. And even though you can't walk in his shoes, you can help him with his work. Help one, save many. 
see where the good goes at goodgoes.org and find out all the ways you can help get the good where it needs to go. Brought to you by Save the Children and the Ad Council. Sassy! Sassy! This week's episode, Trouble on Rock Hill. Ain't nothing like running up and down Rock Hill. Hey, let's move this rock. Whoa! Sassy, Johnny's stuck under that rock. Yeah, girl, go tell Mr. Gunderson to bring his truck. You'll tell him, but only after you dispel a stereotype associated with shelter pets? People think shelter pets come with lots of initial veterinary costs? It's dusty under here. But in reality, most shelter pets have been vaccinated, neutered, and microchipped in case they get lost? My pants ripped. Sassy, Johnny needs help. What Johnny really needs is more discipline and better parental supervision? You use big words, Sassy. Still under the rock. Sassy is brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. Remember, adopt. In 1977, in Johannesburg, South Africa, an eight-year-old boy picked up the game of golf from his father. By the age of nine, he was already outplaying him. The odds of that same boy then making it to the U.S. and European pro golf tours? One in seven million. The odds of the Big Easy winning the Open Championship once and the U.S. Open Championship twice? One in 780 million. The odds of this professional golfer having a child diagnosed with autism? One in 110. Ernie Else encourages you to learn the signs of autism at autismspeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Autism Speaks. It's time to listen. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. You're listening to Empower Radio. Now back to Journey to Center with Dr. Tammy Belashevsky. Hello, my beautiful friends. Thanks for hanging out on Empower Radio and Journey to Center. We're hanging out with my new friend, Gordon D'Angelo. Gordon, I just have to say, I really like you. <laughs> you're so well-rounded and you're able to address things scientifically, energetically, spiritually, scripturally, you're, and you're a living example. So this is really a pleasure for me. We have the same motivation, Tammy, and, and that is that something that we say um, will ignite other people to go on and do some fantastic, great things, and they're so capable of it. You know, I, I've heard the voice of God, at least I believe it was the voice of God, you know, only a few times in my life, and the last time I heard his voice was when I was writing this book, and I was saying, oh, my God, I said, I'm going to help people whenever, and, and, and I heard it, and I said, what do you want me to do, build an orphanage, a hospital? And literally his voice was, you, you point to me, because I'm the power, pointing to God, and let him understand, just, just do the steps, and I'll provide all the power. And I said, oh, great, and then I'll be building hospitals with these new people I'm meeting friends. And he goes, no, Gordon, you won't even know who they are. You'll never even hear the great things that they do. And I get it, because <laughs> I'm not the power. I am, hopefully, an igniter, and I think you're the same thing, Tammy, is that we want to inspire people that they, the greatest things they've yet to do are in their future. There, there could be, in fact, all the things you went through in life were a preparation 
of strengthening your energy within to go ahead and face the future. And I think that's what we have to tell people is that, look, you can do so much. Start now. Absolutely. And again, it was painful to not realize that I had the power. I believed in other people. I believed other people had the power. I didn't know it was in me too. So, you know, I also believe a friend of mine once said, you know, our pain comes from our perceived disconnection from God. So once I really kind of aligned and connected with God and started cultivating that relationship, then things started to get better. And as I would pray and meditate, I do think I hear the wisdom of my soul or spirit when I, when I get quiet and listen to the still small voice. And I heard something very similar. Give credit where credit is due. And I'm like, what do you mean by that? <laughs> point, point back to God, you know, and, and I give full credit to the success of my life and my happiness and my health and my prosperity to the workings of spirit through me and into my life. And I love how you do that as well. I just think that's so um, admirable. And um, I love that you're the living example of your principles, you know, and, and you're so congruent, you're so consistent. And I find that so inspirational. You know, I was listening to your, um, your, um, you know, public service announcements during the break here. And it's interesting because, you know, since we've hit the New York Times bestseller list, we've had, you know, all the proceeds from the book go to charities and several, one of the charities is autism that we've helped. Another charity is building an orphanage in South Africa. So, I mean, it's like, it was like God saying, by the way, Gordon, you remember these charities were helping these two? And, you know, and it's just, just, just amazing. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? It's like things manifest in ways that are so much more than I would have expected. And, it's, it, and I've also found that there's great humor in this process. God sure is funny. And you know, so much humor and synchronicity. And I think God likes to have a good time. And how does he do it except for through us? And I think laughter and joy is, is some of the most fun um, energy that we can play with and create on planet Earth. So, again, that's something that I really admire and respect and appreciate about you. You know, the, 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 you bring up a, a story I'm going to share with you. It's, it's, you know, I always believe in the power of whether it's a minute or an hour or a day that certain people get more power out of that by simply having a vision. In other words, what's the end result I want? You know, men and, and, and people who like sports, they wouldn't watch the sporting event if there was no score. They wouldn't. If they, hey, how's the team doing today? Well, they're doing good. What's the score? Well, they're not keeping score today. No one would watch. You know, they want scores and records. In other words, they want to be able to measure it. So about 20-some years ago, Tammy, I, whenever I call my mother, she lives in Buffalo, New York, I made a deal with myself. I didn't tell her, still haven't told her. I said, every time I call her, before I hang up, she has to laugh. So I'm thinking of this when I'm calling, she has no idea. So, you know, after 23 years, you've got to come up with some funny things. And, you know, and I say, hey, Ma, you remember what you cooked for us when it was none in the house? And you fried this and fried that. And all of a sudden it was like it's on menus all over the country now. And, I, and, and hey, Ma, are you going dancing tonight? And, and I said, and it's... And, and, for 23 straight years, for however many phone calls it's been, she's laughed in every phone call. And about two weeks ago, she turned 92. Wow. So I, my, other, my other vision was that it would add a minute to her life. Now, I could have taken each of those calls and say, you know, how are you doing or whatever. But I had a definable intention 
before I called, which made me prepare. And in the phone call, whether again, if it's a minute, an hour or whatever, I got more out of that and she got more out of it. More was, was grown out of that. And I can, you know, there's a several great stories in the book about how that's, how that it's occurred in other people's lives who have learned, I'm going to define my intention before I start that minute. Those people end up getting in the course of an hour, they end up getting you know, 20 hours worth of gratification instead of just wondering what happened the last hour. Mm, that's that's very true. And I, I love that your intention is to bring joy. It's such a powerful, it's one of the highest vibrations, I think, love and joy, you know. So that, that's your intention with your mother's amazing. And I know that's your intention for, for humanity. So, Gordon, before we went to break, um, I mentioned that you might be able to help us with the four actual action steps we need to take. And um, I have my pin ready because, you know, life is working pretty well for me, but I'm, I want to learn from you and I want to take things to the next level. So was writing things down the first action step or is this going to be something different? Writing, writing it down is absolutely the first action step because in writing it down, it may not be perfectly clear to you. Like you might say, oh, I want to buy a house in the country. Well, then I would, then I would say, well, what size house and what country and, you know, how many acres or whatever, the, the more definitive you are and is the house red or white or whatever, the more definitive you are about the object or the result, the better it is. So you can start and then you can edit it, but the key is writing it down. And again, keep in mind that you're, whoever's writing it down is the author. So all the listeners, you're the author. No one could tell you what you want. You know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, shame on you, because how could God know exactly what to, what to give you? Imagine if you walked into the warehouse of God, and there's an angel there, and he walked in there and says, I want a car. And he gives you a car, and he goes, well, that's not the one I wanted. Well, you didn't say what one you wanted. Well, I want a red car, and he gives you a red clunker. No, I want a red Mercedes. Oh, and so forth. The, the, the more clear you are, the person at the warehouse could deliver what you want. So mm-hmm. be clear, mm-hmm. write it down. Yes. The next step, if you want to go into the next step, is that you have to have, uh, you have to start sharing it. Well, you know, and that's very, very important. And you want to share it, you know, with as many people as possible in the nicest way possible. So, you, you, in other words, if I were sharing my vision with you or a friend or your husband, I would say, look, what do you think of this? How do you feel? Do you have any thoughts about this? Instead of just saying, here's my vision. I would ask your opinion. So I'm letting my guard down, but I'm asking for your visible energy to come in. And, 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 and as many people, and what do you think about this? And how would you go about it? And do you know anyone else I can hand this to? And, and I don't think there's a person in the world that, you know, pretty much, you know, 90% of all the people in the world would look at it and give you a, an honest, um, constructive energy gathering comment. You got to understand that when you write vision, it starts to create a gravitational pull, which starts to pull more of the energy energy forces toward what you want to occur, instead of we being sucked into the gravitational pull of life and other bigger objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the third things that most people don't do is they don't put a, a time frame on it. You need to put a time frame on it. Well, I want to buy this house, and you can put well. December 2014. Now, if it's a $30 million house, you might want to put December 2016. And why is that, Gordon? <laughs> well, the same is true with a seed. If I was planting an oak tree, you know, and I said, Lord, I want to grow an oak tree, and Lord tells you, okay, plant the seed, the oak tree takes time to grow. 
if it's a pepper plant, I can have it this year. If it's an oak tree, it's, it's going to take time as it continues to grow. So the bigger the vision, sometimes it does take more time, but that, there's a reason for that because it's stronger and more stable or whatever case may be. So it has to have a deadline. And then finally, and this is kind of a combination, is you have to be extremely consistent in sharing in the contact. You have to constantly be making contact. And in other words, you know, you planted the seed out in the yard, you want to keep an eye on it and, and you want to, you know, say, do things to it. You want to water it. You want to talk about it. You want to share it with more people. It's not something that's left for dead. And it means you have passion for it. It means that you care about it. It means it's different than the other 10,000 thoughts going through your head per day. And then, you, again, it doesn't take long. And this, that's it. There's no rocket science to this. You don't have a savings account ahead of time, and you don't have to worry about your unfaithfulness. And I know there's listeners right now saying, I can't do it. I don't have the faith. This takes too long. What if it doesn't happen? You're worrying. You're worrying about the power. You want to test God's power, go ahead. But I'll tell you what, if you want to walk around with seeds in your pockets your whole life, don't, don't ask me why they didn't grow, because the answer is you didn't make contact with the soil for God's nutrients and sunlight and water to make them grow. Same is true with vision. It's funny because God calls it a provision. That's the word that he uses. Uh, I, I give you provision for life and <laughs> eternal life. And, it, and, and I, I wonder if it fits what he's saying here. And some people, so hopefully those four things make sense to people because it isn't, it isn't hard. And I can tell story after story. I'll even tell you something. If you, if you don't even want, if you look, Gordon, I'm lazy. I don't believe. I don't want to go, you know, I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to share it. I'll give you something else. I said, because I only you could tell me if this happened, that I'm literally, I've heard only about 100% accuracy in this result. But there's a great verse in Habakkuk 2, 2, and he was having a problem. And, and God answered, again, not Gordon, not Tammy, not the newspaper, not some book, you know, not some Dr. Phil. <laughs> God answered and God said, write your vision down on tablets so they will run. And in my opinion, what he meant was if you really want this to happen, you write it out there and you put it visible so they will run so energy sources could come. Now, my logic behind it, I, don't, I can never tell you, you know, what God has on his mind all the time. Certainly I don't know. It's, it's too immeasurable for me. But I know, I know this. There are angels. And I don't know if angels could read my mind, but I'm 100% sure they could read. And so I have told people to write like a note, a specific vision, and put it by their window or leave it outside with a little rock above it and just and be bold and just do that. You don't have to, again, you don't have to call people, share it, whatever, and give it some time and see if, if, if you start to see. I have put notes there. Tammy, I put a note there of a friend I hadn't heard from, let's say, 11 years. One time, I'll never forget it. I put the note, and I, you know, it was, it was an, an, an angry departure, misunderstanding, and I wrote the note. I said, I'd love to befriend this particular person um, again. And, you know, and that was it, and I put a date in there. Before the date came, it was about a 60-day date, I got a call from the person that they wanted to go have dinner, and the person says, will you be a consultant for our company? And... And we like shook hands. I'm almost crying because it was like I, I, like a family member came back, you know, one of my closest friends in my life. But you know, I just put the the, the vision.
magazine down on tablets and left it by the window. That's it. That's all I did. You claim it. And I I think what you're saying is so powerful, and and I know it's worked for me. It's sort of like when we write things down, it's almost like that's where the roots can start to – grab on to physical world reality and, and, and start to go deeper and manifest in physical world reality. Because I think we all have immense power and there's all kinds of magic in the ethereal realms, but how do we take that energy and ground it in the world? And that is, I think, a really important uh, and powerful tool that anybody can start working with immediately. And our environment, our universe, our world, outside our door in the very room that every listener is in right now, there is an amazing amount of power waiting for a vision to be born. And the last biblical verse I'm going to give today, and again, all these verses are in the book, it's in Hebrews 11.3, and it says that everything that we see came from something that doesn't appear. And so whether it's the cell phone, the radio, the airplane, the car, the iPad, the computer, the satellite, it doesn't matter, your television, that all came from something that was not seen. Here's the great part, that the materials to make every one of those, the plane, the car, the cell phone, the television, was here 2,000 years ago when they wrote that. And guess Mm -hmm. what? If we were to come back 100 years from now, I guarantee you we'd see things that are unimaginable to us now, That, um, but the materials to make are right here. Well, the same, there's a moral to the story. The things that we want to appear in our life, the materials to make them are here right now. <laughs> we have to wait for them. They're already here. And, and, and the materials don't have to be some elaborate thing. I was, I was joking in a speech in Washington the other day, and I said that most of the elaborate equipment in the world is made out of chips. Does anybody here know what chips are made out of? And some intelligent elderly man says, yes, chips are made out of silicon. And I said, you know what silicon is made out of? He goes, yes, silicon is made out of sand. So I'm saying, imagine if we're having this conversation 150 years ago in 1862. I got a handful of sand, and I say to you, Joe, guess what? In another you know, 150 years from now, I'm going to make a little thing out of these, the sand, and you could be in Russia, I could be in Idaho, and guess what? We can be talking over the, the, uh, this little box thing that's made out of the sand. There's nothing connecting it. And there's, you know, <laughs> he's looking at me like, I don't know where he's going to hit me over the head or tell me I'm crazy, but that happened. <laughs> so yeah, I can see can that. Happen, yeah, you're nuts. <laughs> right. so it's the, true, the though. I love part. that. You told, me, you told me that story yesterday, and I was like, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's fantastic. I, I like a quote that I read somewhere about creative ideas are always looking for somebody to 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 manifest them or download them or, or bring them into physical world reality. So fortunately, we have a lot of visionaries and people with uncommon sense that are willing to go for these these ideals that most that many or most would think are insane. So I, I think that's it's really a fun story. But isn't our life like a grain of sand? Is, isn't our life like this seemingly insignificant grain of sand amidst other billions of grains of sand? And the point is, is that that grain of sand can create anything. And we just have to understand that, that, all, that it's here. And we just have to vision. It can, it can do far more than we could imagine. And no one would have thought that, 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 that we can make all of this from sand. And I talk about sand all the time because there's more stars in the universe, then there's grains of sand, and that's hard to imagine as well. And, and then we can go on and on about that, but it, it just tells us the kind of power 
that we have, and it's a simple process. So what do I have to do? Well, you have to, you know, write it down, you know, write as specific as you can, start sharing it, start building something I call the connection chain. You'll start to create a gravitational pull, which is double good. It's good in the sense that the pull that you're creating, Tammy, is going to be for the specific vision that you wrote. And secondly, it is going to counter affect any other gravitational pull, temptations, bad ideas, rabbit trails that are going to try, that are trying to suck people in a certain direction. Your gravitational pull is going to push that away. And so that, that does two good things. It warts off the bad and it keeps you on the pathway to victory. Yes, I, I love that. Such great stuff. Well, I have a really good question here from a friend and listener, Steve, and he admires your humility and your humbleness because often it seems when people manifest wealth or whatever, they often uh, believe on some level that they are superior. And, and I don't get a sense of that, and neither does Steve from you. So we just want to acknowledge that. And secondly, he wants to know how to decipher what he really wants in comparison what to what maybe he thinks he wants. And he has a tendency to be indecisive and jump back and forth to what he really, really wants. So how does a person get more clear about what it is that they want and, and, um, and focusing? Do you have any suggestions for Steve? Yeah, I, I think that don't worry about that part. Just write it down, be specific, and look at it and say, yeah, this, you know, it's pretty, this is as exact as I feel that I want. And get on your pathway. Because, again, the pathway is planting the seed and the energy starts, starts to build. You know, and you know, it's just like trees when they grow, we can cut a branch off or pick off some of the fruit, whatever. But, you know, just get it going. It ends up taking on a life of its own. And as I said, the bigger it gets, it starts to accelerate and expand. And it always ends up helping others. And there isn't an end to your vision. You might think there's an end. There isn't. The end is the beginning, meaning that because you had an end result designed first, it's the beginning of many great things that will start to appear, most of which you don't know from the beginning. You, have to, you just don't know. And it, it, it's just amazing. So I tell Steve, just get, get going with your vision, and you'll start to feel gratification and start to see the tangibility of, you know, what he started and it will take uh, on a life of its own and it becomes much more fun. I think that's true. I think, you know, if we just start somewhere, start anywhere, then, you know, we can refine and do course correction. I think life can be like a buffet. You, you, do you sample something and you go, well, you know, that's okay, but really I'd prefer this. Or next time I'd like to have uh, maybe this, but add some salt to it or, you know, some whipped cream or whatever. We can always allow it to morph and, and shift and transform and expand. And, you know, for me, I, I really never saw myself doing radio. You know, I thought I was going to do television, but, you know, I, I would write things down and I was doing television, wasn't finding it very gratifying. So there was always a refinement and course correction happening. But, you know, you have to start somewhere. So even if it's wrong, is that what you're saying, Gordon? Even if it's not going to be your end all, be all, start somewhere. Oh, I'm going you know, to share something I have never said on the air in my whole life. It's <laughs> the first time I've ever said it. And I feel led to say this. You know, when I wrote my, write my visions down and, you know, what I want to accomplish, 
my whole life was very simple, focused on a vision, just like surgery. I didn't want to be one degree off. I kept revising it, and, and, and that may help Steve, is you can revise your vision. But I wanted to be, you know, very thorough and very focused, and it was about the vision. Did, did I accomplish my end result? Did I get the house in the country? Did I, you know, get the, do my vacation? Did I achieve X amount of wealth? Whatever. It was, you know, about the visionary point. But the more that I've done it, what I've come to realize is that my gratification doesn't come from reaching the vision. It comes from the relationship with the power. Mm-hmm. And that is more yes. fun. The real Azure Goose pimples. <laughs> oh, they're good. Oh, I just got more. They're waves. The relationship yeah, I was thinking with about the this earlier. Yes. The relationship with the power becomes the more, you know, I, at this point in my life, I don't even, as much as I care about my vision, I, I would rather throw all my visions in the, in the ocean if to, to have a greater relationship. But the fact that I have vision, the fact that I'm sharing it, the fact that I'm gathering energy, the fact that I'm igniting others to be part of something, the fact that I'm pointing to God's universal, amazing, endless power makes my relationship with the power so much better. And there's a gratification there that cannot be topped by any material item. Oh, goosebumps. Yes. It becomes about the journey. Yes. It becomes about the journey, not the the destination. It becomes for me, what it's become about is this, this cosmic dance and this cosmic love affair with God. It's not about attaining uh, the house or the car. But again, I love the saying, go for God and all things can be added unto thee. When you make that relationship with spirit, your priority all the gifts of the world are yours as well. Yes, and I and you did it. You know that's that's a perfect thing. And and having a vision, and and again, not worrying about the power, focusing on the contact, focusing on the end result first, believing that what you want to bring into creation doesn't appear, but all the materials necessary are there. Is is a is a great start to building that cosmic dance and that cosmic relationship you're referring to and there's so much joy and gratification both in seeing the vision start to become tangible but also to experience spiritually that relationship and if you get both of those i mean I, again i'm happy with the, the, god's relationship but you really get it all and you get more than you can handle and it, and it becomes overwhelmingly fun and you just can't <laughs> wait to the next day to keep to keep doing it, it's just because you you want it, you become in a way just part of the right energy source. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is really heaven on earth. Yes, I like it. But I don't think it ends here. <laughs> so I mean, I think it's you think it's heaven on earth, but I think it's it's you know energy cannot be created or destroyed, and we are energy. So I believe that every person, whether you want to call it our soul or our energy source or whatever is eternal. And, you know, that's a, a fantastic thing to know. I'll tell you something about this radio show today that your your show came in case you don't know it is that the radio waves that sent out that are sent out, they go out into the universe forever. So in, in three trillion years from now, somebody could be picking up the signal of today's show. That's a fact. And so that's how our energy is. It's it's eternal. I love that, the ripple effect that we're 
We're uh, just <laughs> rippling out into the pond that is rippling out into the world that is rippling out into the universe. Well, Gordon, I just love how you put this in a nutshell that's so clear and congruent, succinct. It's a lot of different philosophies boiled down to this, this essence. And I just love your uh, brand of magic. So if people want more of you, how do they get your book, Vision, Your Pathway to Victory, or get more of you, Gordon? Real simple. The, the book can get online. It's the easiest way to get it and least expensive. And you can just look up Vision, Your Pathway to Victory. All, all um, author proceeds, plus we do donations for any charitable organizations. If you have some out there that need help, we'd be willing to help in any way we can. So you can go to Amazon.com or Barnes & Noble and pick up the book. If you want to get a hold of me directly, you can email me, and I guarantee you uh, we will email you back. We'll answer your question or do whatever we can to help in any way. My email address is real simple. It's a GD, my initials, at nextfinancial.com. Well, this has been just so much fun. I, I just love doing these shows, and today was a particularly wonderful one. I feel like it just ignites my fire. It fans the flame of the light within me, and I know that's doing the same for, for Steve and all of our listeners. So I just I know you're busy. You were traveling today, so we were trying to find this pocket of time we could have this conversation. So I'm just really honored you, you found it and that you took the time to hang out with us here on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. It's been so much fun, Gordon. Well, thank you, Tammy. Your show is a blessing to multitudes. Oh, I hope so. 5,000 people are listening and above and beyond that, and it's going to ripple out to infinity. (laughs) So, Gordon, thank you so much. Brent Carey, thank you for this forum called Empower. I love your vision. You're an amazing human being and a light worker of the highest order. To my listeners, I love that you're hanging out with us. Please write to me if you have any show suggestions. If you want to be on the show, if you have questions or comments, write to me at TammyBPhD at gmail.com or you can go to my website, Tammy with an I, BPhD.com and get your free guided meditation, clearing the subconscious, figure out how to start manifesting in the direction you want to go in your life. Whatever I can do to support you, I'm here. You're in my heart. Blessings to you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.